Are you ready? Welcome to the One Broken Cog Podcast. Join John and Brian as they share small adjustments that lead to major impacts. The One Broken Cog Podcast is back. I am, of course, Brian Olson, the natural-born hustler. And my guest today is all about the hustle, and she's none other than Vanessa Zamey. Now, to give you some background on Vanessa, she is a business expert, keynote speaker, and best-selling author dedicated to helping full-time employees transition to entrepreneurship by building their business while employed. Now, her consulting company, Your Visions Catalyst, coaches and advises nine-to-fivers on how to build a profit-producing, purpose-driven business without the overwhelm. Now, it's not hustling that's bad. It's how you're hustling that they fix. With a focus on efficiency and effectiveness, Vanessa works with you as a new entrepreneur on taking care of your life while also taking care of business. Now, Vanessa's background includes a management, science, and engineering degree from Stanford University and strategic leadership roles at Fortune 500 companies. Vanessa, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome to the One Broken Cog podcast. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Excited to be here, Brian. Yes, love it, love it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to have you. You know, and it's it's funny knowing that you're going to be here today. It got me in the mood to listen to Hustler's Ambition by 50 Cent. I don't know if you ever heard the song, but it's it's a it's an oldie but a goodie. You know, I haven't. I don't think I can remember that song. I mean, if you, you know, decide you want to do a little snippet of it right now, I can <laughs> see if I remember. Yeah, don't worry. I'll include yeah. it on the intro to the <laughs> to the podcast. You'll hear it and love it. And by the way, the new uh, new 50 Cent ha- dropped a new song last week. It's called Part of the Game from Power Book Three, Raising Canaan. And it is awesome. I don't know if you've ever seen the mo- the show Power on Stars, but great show and it's a great song. Uh, yeah. So in terms of my <laughs> my 50 cent song that I'm familiar with is Candy Shop. And I just keep it at that. <laughs> um, <laughs> or is, is it Candy Shop? Is that what it's called? I don't yeah. have the title of it anymore. But um, yes, but essentially that's, that's what I remember. <laughs> just to keep it at that. But yeah. Yeah, no worries. So what's your music of choice? Yeah, well, my music of choice is I'm more of a Beyonce person. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'm more of a Beyonce person. Um, and so R&B is more my style um, and pop as well, too. So that is, yeah, R&B and pop. Is there you go. My vibe. But I can essentially, I like to dance to anything with a bass. But in terms of like my preferred, just like, oh, I want to listen to music today. R&B and pop or classical or musicals. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they always ask me before, like, hey, what do you prefer, Rihanna or Beyonce? I always lean towards Rihanna, but, I mean, they're both great, right? Well, you know, debatable, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Vanessa, you know, I got to say, I love your perspective and your business model. You know, it's all about embracing the hustle and hustling more effectively. And I love the fact that you you came up with this term solopreneur. You know, you're the first person I've ever heard use it. What does it mean to be a solopreneur? Yeah, so solopreneur and, you know, I don't want to take credit for the name, you know, I'm sure maybe there's someone else who will use it before <laughs> me, but essentially solopreneur refers to an entrepreneur who's doing it solo, right? So someone who you are working on your business by yourself, and typically that describes the new entrepreneur, the person where, you know, you, you're just making it work, right? You have a purpose with the business that you're doing, whether it be, you know, a podcast or be a coaching business or apparel or whatever it may be that you're doing, but there's a purpose behind it. And you were like, you know what, even if no one else around me believe in it, you believe in it. And so you go forth and you make that business happen, but you're doing it solo. And maybe along the way, you'll get yourself a team, right? Maybe you'll get yourself a marketing person or a salesperson or um, a VA virtual assistant, 
but essentially either way it's sort of like you are starting the business by yourself as a solo compared to like someone with a co-founder or someone you know who yeah pretty much only alternative options someone with a co-founder right but typically yeah you are just doing a solo is what a solopreneur means no i love that it's great why do you think vanessa so many people have a side hustle these days do you think it's to pursue their passion and they're waiting to transition once they can pay the bills or what do you think the reason for this is why do people have a side hustle? And before, I, as I answer that question, I want to ensure that, you know, let's define it. Let's define what we're talking about here. So there are two sort of definitions of a side hustle, right? There's the one, the side hustle, that's definitely more so like gig based, like, oh, you want to drive for Lyft or whatever it may be. You want to deliver food for a DoorDash, whatever, right? But then there's a side hustle that I refer to and that I coach people in building in terms of the side hustle that refers to your passion. So in terms of getting to the, in depending on which side hustle that you're doing or what side hustle that your space is in, that essentially will answer the question of why do I think so many people are doing side hustles? I think that so many people are doing the side hustle version one, where it's, you know, you're just trying to do some on side, pretty much another job, right? You're just trying to do DoorDash delivery or Instacart or you're doing surveys here and there, whatever it may be, but that's pretty much another job. And typically people are doing that because they're just looking for some extra money, right? It's, you know, some people have lost their, their like main W2 job, nine to five job that they had. Some people, you know, they're looking to just, their nine to five job is not covering the expenses, right? And yeah. so they're looking for some other ways to make money. So they're like, oh, I'm gonna get a second job. And this is, you know, and maybe they find a second job that's more flexible. And so they do that, right? And so, and that's kind of just in that sense. Then kind of someone, maybe someone like mowing the lawn or whatever it may be, right? So that's that side hustle. In terms of then the side hustle and the entrepreneurs that I coach, the ones building a profit-producing purpose-driven business, in that sense, they are building their side hustle in order to live and live in their passion right? And do what it is that they know that they're called to do to living their fulfilling life. And so the reason why they're doing this side, this version of a side hustle is because they know that there is something greater out there for them. They know that their main cubicle job, whatever it is that they're doing, that's the main job is not the job that's meant for them long-term. They know that there's like a greater impact that they're meant to have. They know that there's greater income that they can have right through making this impact in other people's lives. And so when it comes down to the why, that's what it comes down to. That's awesome. So it's kind of like funding their dream, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. great. So Vanessa, I know you have a great background. You've worked with many great big companies and what really led you to step out on your own and start your visions catalyst? Well, I decided to start your, good question. So I decided to start your visions catalyst. The reason why your business catalyst is all about essentially helping less people die with regret. And the reason why, where that came from is just seeing people who are just like miserable living, like, so the, the main person that I see throughout my life is my mother in terms of just, you know, living pay to, paycheck to paycheck and just doing stuff and going through motions, but always talking about some dreams that she has, like, oh, I want to travel to Paris. I've always wanted to, um, you know, uh, get my own house, all this other stuff, right? All these dreams that she has, but it's sort of like each day, it's just like, okay, what does the paycheck begin? Okay. Then that comes out in rent or whatever it may be. Right. And, or in like, bad debt from buyer, whatever it may be. Right. And then in terms, but she's not the only one living like that. Right. And so I actually, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad a couple of years ago. And when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that then informed me and was able to, you know, I was able to then learn more about, oh, wait, like there's this thing called, you know, like you can like build businesses and it's like accessible 
You know, it's like, it's not just, you know, the person in like Palo Alto, you know, who can build a business. This is actually a thing that many people can do. Like if you, even if you're in the middle of Idaho, right, you can just build yourself a business. Um, And, but you just had to, you know, be effective within all that stuff. But it's definitely a life that can help you live your financial and your time freedom. And what I find is that everyone has something that they're looking to do. Everyone has something that, you know, they've always wanted to do. You know, there's a lot of like, oh, I wish I could. Oh, I really want to, right? And at the end of the day, your vision's catalyst is meant to help people catalyze that vision, right? So I'm all about what that's what we do. We catalyze people's visions. And in working with entrepreneurs and working with, you know, ambitious purpose solopreneurs who are looking to move forward in their business, right? And move forward in it, you know, while doing the day job, while doing the the family stuff, right? It's just responsible thing to do um in terms of you know i truly believe that people you know should be doing what they can with what they have right and being resourceful before stepping on their own and because entrepreneurship is not easy right brian it's just not easy (laughs) so (laughs) there's no need to make it harder by you know adding on this financial pressure or whatever it may be that you add on when you decide that you know you're just gonna voluntarily quit and there's some people you know during covid where they were fired, right? It wasn't a choice. So in that case, then in that case, you know, get yourself the resources that you need to move forward, whether it be the knowledge, working with someone, et cetera. But for those who do have the option, you know, it's very easy to say, oh my gosh, like if I just quit my job, I would have so much more time. OMG. But time is not your issue, right? It's what you're working on. That's the issue. It's how you're working on stuff that you don't need to be working on. That is the issue. And so you're being inefficient and you're being ineffective in building your business and in moving forward in your purpose. And so your versus Callus is all about helping solopreneurs, you know, find the time, money, energy, and find the efficiencies in their business so they can optimize and maximize every hour that they have, whether whether it's only one hour a day or it's three hours a day, right? But it's certain that they are optimizing each each second, each minute, each hour, so that they can move forward in their business while also taking care of themselves. No, I love that. That's wonderful, Vanessa. And it really reminds me, you bring up a great point about the sacrifice of our parents. You know, that we always talk about millennials and the fact that they've watched their parents kind of suffer and sacrifice being overworked and underappreciated, but they do it with a smile mm-hmm. because they're sacrificing for their kids, but we see them suffer. And our thing is we want a better life for ourselves and our, our children. And it reminds me of that speech. I don't know if you remember this, but Kevin Durant, when he won the MVP, and I believe he was with the Oklahoma City Thunder at the time, and he gave that big tearful tribute to his mother to sacrifice everything for his future to, you know, to put him through school and to support his NBA dreams. And there he was being able to take care of his mom, you know, because she'd sacrificed mm-hmm. so much. It was an amazing moment. Now, I love, the, I love your perspective on work-life balance. Do you think it's difficult for these solopreneurs managing a full-time job and a side hustle? Or is it something that shouldn't be difficult? They're just doing, going about it the wrong way. The latter. Yes. So I think it's uh-huh. it's something that shouldn't be difficult and they're just going about the wrong way. And why and how am I able to say that? Because one, I went through the process of built like I built your bitch's catalyst while doing my not day job. So it wasn't that I just like, oh, let me just quit everything and like do it. I literally I built your business catalyst while doing my day job. And, and part of it is because, you know, I wasn't I didn't have really any other examples around me of people who like, you know, have done this whole business thing. So I was just like, OK, I'm just going to try this out. I know that I meant to do this. I know I meant to do your business catalyst. I know I meant to come out in the world and this is my purpose and mission. And OK, cool. We're just going to do that. But let's not be let's not be crazy. Right. <laughs> um, so let's guess a little reasonable. 
here. So in terms of like bad perspective, so I did build Universe Catalyst while working my day job. And I also help my clients do that too. And what ends up happening is that let's, I mean, if we just talk to my clients, for example, right, they come to me and it's always just, you know, speaking to someone earlier today and, you know, and she's like, just introduced to our community and what it is that I do. And she was just like, yeah, you know, I, I sleep at 4am and I just don't understand how, you know, if I decide to like homeschool my kids, like how am I going to, you know, do my business and that, and I already sleep at 4am. And it's like, it's not about you, you know, not putting more stuff on yourself so that you sleep later. It's about how do you work with what it is that you want to do, right? How do you get to sleep at 11pm? right? How do you really sift through and organize and say, okay, yes, I have all these great ideas because essentially what happens, and maybe you might, you might be familiar with this, Brian, but essentially it's what happens as ambitious, you know, people, as entrepreneurs, you have all these great ideas, right? Even like within one specific business, right? You want to do this one specific business and then all these ideas come on this. Oh, I can do this. I can add that. Oh my goodness. Yes, I can do X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Oh, let me do this other thing. And and all these things come up. And what happens is that a lot of entrepreneurs then go for all those things, right? And some people may call it, you know, shiny object syndrome, right? And where you're just going from object, shiny object to shiny object. And it's just, you know, it's not even like an ad doesn't even have to tell you, right? You don't even have to see the Facebook ad. You just think of the shiny object on your own. And then, <laughs> but then you go do, you go try to do it, right? And you just keep on piling all these objects. And I think of it like a suitcase, right? So you have this suitcase and in the days of traveling, but essentially you have this suitcase and essentially you're trying to pack stuff up for this like tropical vacation. You're like, Ooh, I got this, this three days here. Da, 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 da. And then you end up trying to like close the suitcase and it's just, you're just going around the world with the zipper. You're, you're, you're trying to, well, you're trying to go around the world with the zipper, but it keeps stopping and breaking. You're trying to sit on the suitcase. You're trying to close it. You're like, OMG. Right. And what ends up happening is a lot of entrepreneurs are in that solopreneurs, especially are in that space where you're trying to make this business happen. You're seeing all this stuff around you where you're seeing the person on the magazine. You're seeing the person on your Instagram. You're seeing, oh, they're doing all this stuff. Like I need to do it too. And you just keep adding to the suitcase, right? But then you can't close the suitcase. So now you're stressed out. You're overwhelmed. You're just like grumpy in whatever, whatever conversation you're having, or you're just sad, right? And just like upset. And it's just, it's just not a good look. It's just not a good feeling. It's not a good look. And what ends up happening, and it's one of those things where the suitcase doesn't have to be full right? The suitcases that have to be, you know, overflowing with clothes, right? You can be at a place where your business is moving forward and the suitcase can roll itself through the airport, right? Clothes securely and comfortably without you trying to pack all this stuff into it, right? And so, and what happens is that Going back to that point about, you know, people seeing people, you know, all these entrepreneurs and all these successful people, they're like, oh my gosh, like they're on like, like classic example, they're on like 15 million, you know, marketing platforms, OMG, like, like I need to do that too. I need to be on like the Twitter, the TikTok, the Snapchat, the LinkedIn, the Facebook, the Instagram, the, the um, Quora, the Pinterest, I need to be on that. Oh my geez. And then they end up trying to be on all those platforms and then they're trying to stress, they're, literally they're stressing themselves out. Like, oh my gosh, like I need to be all these platforms. I need to be all this algorithm. They're literally trying to do that with their business that they just started like yesterday, you know? And that's just unnecessary, literally unnecessary, right? It's all about focus. Choose what is the one, one to two platforms, right? I was telling my clients, one to two platforms. That's all you need. One to two platforms, where your audience is and what works for you, 
right? There's no need for you to be on all these platforms. And not only that, but the people that you're seeing on all these platforms, chances are they're not a solopreneur. They are an entrepreneur. They have a team of people handling those platforms for them. So, <laughs> right, you're trying to do what 10 people are doing and that, no, like you're just trying to make, you're just stressing yourself out unnecessarily. So yeah, that's what I would say there. No, I love that. And how much time do you think someone should dedicate to their side hustle? I know it's tough to manage, you know, the, the full-time job, the side hustle, but also the, the life balance. It's a whole nother aspect to it. What do you think as far as time allocation? I say at least an hour a day is, is amazing. And here's the I work with clients who are, you know, they have five hours a week. And some of them, I also work with clients that have 40 hours a week, right? So they're doing the business full time or they, they just have nothing else but the business to work on. And the thing is that no matter how much time or little time you can say that someone has, there's always going to be, there's always an issue of time that comes up for them. There's always an issue. Oh my gosh, I wish I had more time. Oh, I didn't have any time to do this. Oh, I'm so busy. Oh my goodness. And the thing is, the issue is not time. It's what it is that you're telling yourself that you need to do. The pressure that you are putting on yourself to do something that you don't actually need to do, but you think you need to do it because you're, you were misguided. You were misinformed. You're seeing all the things that other people are doing. You're getting, you know, you're at a, you're at a three, four, five figure business, but you're trying to do the seven, eight, nine figure business. Right. And it's like, no. Right. And the thing is, and I, you know, I resonate with this because this was me. This was me a couple of years where I'm, I'm out here like, oh, yeah, like this person's telling me to do that. And this person's telling me that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, cool. I didn't do all that stuff. And it's like they're not speaking to me. They weren't speaking to me when I was when I was a three, four, five bigger business. Right. They were speaking to the uh-huh. seven. I now know that. Right. But before I didn't know that. <laughs> but they were speaking to the seven, eight, nine figure business owner who, you know, has, you know, the money to hire a full-time person, right? right? But essentially it's like, you'll have someone who's a solopreneur new, like less than three years out. And they're trying to hire someone full-time on the staff, but they can't even hire themselves. So it's just like, what? <laughs> like, what? like you do in the order of operations a little bit incorrectly there. Right. And it's just one of those things where, you know, what is it that you need to do at the current chapter that you're in, in your business? Right. And really sift through, yes, it is important to, to have a team. Okay, cool. But is that where you are right now where you need a team, right? Not even so much where you need a team, but where you can, you know, it doesn't make sense for you to get a team. Or should you instead work on distilling down to what it is that you actually need to do on your day-to-day to move your business forward, right? And I have this like green, red, yellow light system that I go through with my clients where it's green, what is working for you month by month, right? Like, yes, you have this big goal for 100K a year or 50K and six, whatever it may be your goal is, right? But month by month, what is working? Continue doing that the next month. What is not working? Stop it. And then essentially, you know, what is some new thing that you want to work on? You continue that, right? And what is, ends up happening is that a lot of entrepreneurs, they just have a whole bunch of new stuff that they're always trying at all times, right? Or they they stop something that was working because they're like, oh, well, it wasn't working up to my standards. So it must not be working. So I'm going to stop it. And it's just like, no, that's not how that works, right? right. Entrepreneurship is not a day one get rich quick thing right? It is a long-term game. So treat it as such. I agree hundred percent. And what does it mean, Vanessa, to have a purpose-driven business? Yeah. So essentially what I mean by purpose-driven business is a business that, and I, this is a, so this is a question that I, I always ask people and before they kind of work with me, this is how I know if someone's a good fit. And I say on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being the highest. So I'm saying on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being the highest, how much do you want this? And if that answer is an eight, nine, or 10, then I know that that person 
is really working on their purpose-driven business, right? And when I say it's like, how much do you want this business, right? On a scale of 10, how much do you want this business that you're working on to work, right? And what happens is that some people, like, I remember I had a, a chat with someone, like, well, maybe like a year ago, something like that, but essentially I had a chat with her and, you know, I was like, oh, on a scale of 10, how much do you want this? And her story was, she had been trying to be like, you know, trying to get into coaching and she was struggling with her marketing, all this stuff. But she had like spent, you know, you know, the last prior year, she spent all this time finishing a certification and now she's a coach. And then she spent another year, you know, trying to get the business, trying to get clients and stuff. By the time she gets on this phone call, I ask her this question on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the highest, how much do you want this business? She sits there and she literally sat there. Like I, I, I thought the, I thought we had lost connection. <laughs> like I was just like, oh, it was just, it was just silent. She just sat there for a while, literally thinking. And then finally, she says, "You know what? A five? Huh? I didn't think I was gonna say that." So, like she, like she was surprised by her own answer, right? Because at the end of the day, what she realized in that moment. She actually doesn't want to do a coaching business. Sure. She wants to help people. Right. Sure. Like the idea of helping people, you know, is a good idea. But the idea of owning her own business. Right. And making that happen and turning this helping people as a coach right into a business was not actually what she wanted to do. Right. And so she'd be good. You know, she wants to join my company and be a coach for our company, you know, but in terms of doing the whole entrepreneurship thing around the business, it just wasn't for her. Right. And so the question then is, what is for you? Right. And that goes back to the question of what is your what is it that you want to do? What do you feel is your calling? Right. What are people always complimenting you on? What is it that you always find that you just enjoy doing? Right. And make that and turn that into your purpose driven business. Right. Turn that into something that connects with your purpose. So maybe it's talking to people. Maybe it's traveling the world. Maybe it's, you know, creating jewelry, right? Maybe it's knitting, maybe it's coaching, maybe it's, you know, motivating people to keep moving forward in their professional career, right? Or whatever it may be, but what is it that you want to enjoy doing, right? What is it that you just naturally enjoy doing that it doesn't quite lead, doesn't quite create, you know, like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. Oh my gosh, do I really have to coach people? OMG, uh, the worst, right? Like, no, right? It should be something that is tied to what it is that you want to do because then, then and only then, you know, when the highs and lows of entrepreneurship come, because they will come, it is a marathon. This is not a sprint. It is a marathon, right? Your thighs may hurt at some point in time. Right. You had to decide what is going to make. How's it? How are you going to then continue on moving forward? Right. In that marathon. How are you going to stick it out on that roller coaster and not throw up? <laughs> right. Huh. It is through knowing your purpose. It is through understanding that and being purpose driven in your endeavor and in your pursuit. That's great. And of course, with your client, it was, you know, she was probably moving forward so quickly. You were able to slow her down and actually focus on if that was something she really wanted to do. So she had that aha pivotal moment in her career and understanding where she wanted to take that next step. So that was, that was great. Now, what do you think Vanessa, as far as a first step that full-time employees can take to transition to entrepreneur and building their businesses while they're still employed? The first step they can take. That's a great question. Uh, so essentially I'm thinking through, okay, there's someone here, maybe they're listening. They're like, I want to get to entrepreneurship, but I don't know where to start. Okay, cool. So the first, I mean, the first step is choosing an idea, one idea, one idea to work on just one. That's the first step. Um, but then after that, let's say you have your business and you're like, you're in this cubicle and you're saying to yourself, OMG, I've always wanted to open up a cafe. I've always wanted to, you know, sell shirts or whatever it may be. Okay, great. Then the next step is literally going on Google and just searching how to 
start a, and then insert your industry business. Great. That's step two. Then step three. So now you got all this information, all this business stuff. Now what happens though, is that the reason I'm including step three, because sometimes what happens, people go through that and then they go through this whole analysis paralysis and they like, you know, oh my gosh, there's so much information. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst. OMG. Um, then the step three then is connect with someone who knows what they're doing. Right. So whether that be a mentor or a coach or maybe, you know, you do have a friend who's like doing their business. You know, I didn't have that friend, but maybe you have a friend. Right. That is working on, you know, they have a business that they're working on and they're building and stuff. So reach out to them. Right. And even if it's not the, the same business. Right. An entrepreneur is an entrepreneur. So reach out to them and also ask them questions. So whether it be someone you already know, maybe it's a mentor you already you know, you connected with a family, friend, whatever it may be, or it's a coach. Right. But get someone and get some help to get you moving forward efficiently and effectively. Right. Don't there's no need for you to be in this hamster wheel of, of like moving forward or moving essentially, but not moving forward. Right. Being busy, but doing literally nothing. Right. And at the end of the day. And so ensure that you are taking care of yourself, right? Whilst taking care of your business. And if you're thinking about, okay, let's say I do all that, but how am I going to make this work, Vanessa? It's just so busy. OMG. Like I'm just so busy. I have so much for work and oh, no, 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 no. Cool. So <laughs> the first step is literally, I tell it, it's a three-part sort of, it's my three-part, you know, develop your cubicle and CEO schedule. Part one, is what are your non-negotiables, right? What is it that needs to happen each day or each week for you to feel like you've done something for yourself and you feel good about yourself? Whether that be you need to sit down at 6 p.m. every night to have dinner with your kids, or you need to take a walk every day, you know, after lunch, right? I have one client, she lives in, she's in, you know, she lives in Minnesota um, and it's literally like six degrees, but she literally, like we got her on a routine where she is now, she goes out every single day, in this cold weather and takes his walk, right? That's what she, that's what she feels like she needs to do. It's like, okay, right? But maybe for you, it is doing that, that yoga thing every Saturday, right? Or maybe for you, it's having brunch with the gals or maybe it's, you know, going to get your hair or nails done every month, right? But what is it for you that is a non-negotiable that you need to always make sure that you are setting time for and, and money and energy, whatever it takes for you to make happen? Right. And then you had to be selfish to that. <laughs> you literally had to like always say yes to that. And that's really where people have have difficulty. Then part two is what are the goals that you want to accomplish in the next three months? Three goals, three months. What are you looking to accomplish in the next three months? Right. And yes, you also have the goal of what you want to accomplish long term. Cool. Keep that in mind. Right. Keep that in mind. You want to get to that finish line of the marathon. Great. But like, what's the mile one marker? What's the mile two marker? Right. That you're looking to get to as you move forward and as you progress in the marathon. And so with that being, so that's part two, right? So what are three goals in three months? And then from there, part three, I work with my clients essentially on like an actual, like mapping out the week. What is the new week of the new you? right? This is a, you're entering a new chapter for yourself. So what is that new week going to look like? What are you going to commit to making happen, right? If, if it's 6 p.m. dinner with the kids, great. When it's 6 p.m., we block out dinner with the kids, right? If it is that, you know, yoga at 9 a.m. on Saturday, cool. 9 a.m. Saturday, blocking out the yoga, right? Then it's, you know, your day job. That's an immovable item. So, you know, you just, if it's nine to seven, nine to five, whatever that is, that's immovable. That's immovable item. But then you have the other spaces that you have within the week that you can make work for your business, right? And even if it's five hours a week, even if it's five hours a week and it's not the 40 hours a week that maybe someone else has, it's still five hours a week. It's five that's greater than zero that you were doing before. So you can make that work if you work on that effectively and efficiently. No, that's great. That's awesome. And have you had any clients that actually took their side hustle to a full-time endeavor? They've transitioned into doing it full-time. They're living their dream. 
I have not yet. No, I have not yet. And the thing, well, I have have clients who transition full time, and that is because we decided that you know they were they had the space and they had the comfort level and to actually you know make it work. And you know because they're working with me, it's like one of those things where if you try to go full time by yourself and you just run around the hamster wheel right? Then you end up in the stories of people who are homeless and all that stuff, right? right. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, ensuring that you have the strategy and plan to move forward with your business as you go forward. And so, because I started out as a productivity coach in goals and time management, all that stuff, and then transitioned into such, I was like, oh, I'm like, you know, like people started asking me for like business advice and all that stuff. So I was like, oh, okay, okay, cool. Let me do this. And then I realized that this actually what I had wanted to do from day one was my business, but I decided not to because I, you know, just like, you know, entrepreneurs who may be listening were facing, you know, I was facing a little bit of oh, imposter syndrome. Like I did have Fortune 500, you know, experience in terms of consulting other companies, other big companies, other such things. But I was like, oh yeah, but like a smaller company, you know, pretty much entrepreneurs are a small company. Um, Like, you know, like, ooh, is that like something I can do? OMG. And so then I just went to like a comfort zone of productivity. And so I have my whole book, you know, Solopreneur's Guide to Getting Stuff Done and all that stuff. And then from there, you know, it became a transition into the business side of things, right? But I have one client who is close. Um, She's really close. And so we're we're getting her towards, you know, like essentially you'll take three more clients, three more clients and she's almost there. And so we mapped out a plan for her to go full-time with her her business. So she is a mother of two preschool kids and she works as a project manager by day, entrepreneur by night. Um, but essentially it's, you know, we're on a path where she just needs three more clients almost there. So essentially it's like so close, so close going to happen in 2021. I know it. So yes. That's great. That's great. Now, you know, I love your motto, keep it simple and keep it moving. How often do you think solopreneurs are overcomplicating things and getting caught up in non-revenue generating tasks when they should be focusing on other endeavors? Like 150% of the time. <laughs> yes, like that's literally what is getting in their way, right? It's overcomplicating things. It's focused on non-revenue. Gen- and it's not even so much non-revenue generating activities because at the end of the day, when you're just starting out, like what is a revenue generating activity, right? You probably don't even know that yet. You're like, OMG, <laughs> I'm just doing this. I don't know what this means, right? And because even posting on Instagram, you may, it may not directly, you know, not every post may get you a click in your shop, right? But every post is a cumulative, you know, experience for the person who could potentially become your client or customer. So it's one of those things where, you know, but what happens is that people are overcomplicating it, right? Like I was speaking to someone yesterday and they were in my clients, actually, I just, I do like free, at this point in time, essentially, um, it was a free business bootcamp that I did last week. And it's like started out the year with it. We've been doing it since uh, last summer, essentially, but did one last week. And there was someone I was connecting with who was in the boot camp, and you know, I connected with her yesterday, and she was just like, "Okay, but like this Instagram thing, like I'm just trying to, okay, I like I'm on this Instagram, and she she works like she's trying to um re sort of revive her business. So she had her business two years ago, then she stopped it at some point, and now this past fall, she's decided to revive it, so to speak, and. Now she's like on this, you know, digital thing, digital world, she calls it. She's on Instagram, that's what she says. And so she's like, oh, but Vanessa, like this, this algorithm, like I'm trying to, you know, get the algorithm, like what works with the algorithm? Because I have a client where, you know, she has 1500 plus followers and she's at this pace where she doesn't even need to use hashtags anymore. Um, and so she just like posts and she just gets, she gets her likes and comments and clicks and whatever it may be. But essentially it's like, with this person who was asking me the question yesterday, she's like, so like, what, like, what is the, the algorithm thing that I need to do with the algorithm? And like, I'm trying to post Post, but like, you know, it's I have to post like 10 times a day. Like, I just don't get it. Like this algorithm, how do I like beat this out? And it's just like, 
stop thinking about this algorithm. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> just stop. Like, like don't, I, that's the first thing I literally said. I was just like, stop worrying about this algorithm. Like, just, just literally stop. <laughs> right. It's what works for you and your audience. Right. What works for your space and your industry. Right. What is it that people are looking to see and then deliver that. Right. And when you deliver that, they will come and they will keep on coming. Right. And then the algorithm, the algorithm will be like, oh, they want to keep on coming. Let me keep on showing. Right. And that's what it comes down to. <laughs> like that's literally what it comes down to. Right. And then, so to answer your question, yes, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs are always overcomplicating it, but it's not their fault. It's one of those things where there's so much stuff out there that's telling you, oh, here, like, here are the 20 ways for you to, you know, um, you know, beat the algorithm on Facebook. Here, here's 10 ways, beat the algorithm in five steps, beat it in five steps. Here's how. And so you just got 15 million things telling you 15 million different things. Right. And so it's very easy to get, you know, overcomplicated <laughs> because it's just, that's what's what out there. Right. And so when you don't know how to organize it, when you don't know how to sift through it, cause you're just like looking at a bunch of stuff, it can very easy. It's very easy for you to then one, get overwhelmed, right? And for some people, that leads to them just like stopping and not continuing, right? But even two, let's say you do decide to continue moving forward, then you try to do all the things and it's just, you just burn out, right? You get stressed out, you burn out, you like, you know, you're like, oh my God, I, I saw people, you know, talking about this whole social media hiatus and it's just like, you don't have to be on a hiatus if you did it right the first time. But anyways, right? And so that's why it's just so important when you get that support, when you get someone to help you like sift through, okay, what is it that you actually need for yourself and for your business, right? And then you live your life through that simple, simple roadmap, that simple project, you know, manage, management sort of, you know, next steps and all that other stuff. And so, yes. So in summary, yes, people are overcomplicating it like 200, 300, 400% of the time, right? But, you know, they're not to blame for it. There's a lot out there in the web. Right. And you just got to figure out what is going to work for you and what is not. That is true. Well said. Now, real quick, I know that you talk about potential burnout and mental health when it comes to solopreneurs and, and professionals. Why do you think this happens and what can people do to eliminate the burnout and take care of their mental health? Yeah. So in terms of why do I think the burnout happens? And then two, what can people do? Okay. So in terms of why do I think it happens? It happens because of what we were just talking about, right? The overcomplication. They're trying to do so many things, right? They're trying to make it all happen, right? And that also comes down to when you talk about intrinsic level of the pressure that, you know, solopreneurs are ambitious people, right? And so it's, you're putting pressure on yourself to be perfect, to prove your family member wrong, who told you you couldn't do it, right? To, you're trying to put pressure on yourself to not fail, to not make a mistake. You're trying to put pressure on yourself to get it right, right? And so sometimes that leads to perfectionism for some people that keeps them back. But essentially it's, you know, you're just trying to get it right. Everything needs to be perfect. Oh my gosh, if you make a mistake, well, the world's going to end, right? And so there's that internal pressure that is happening. And that is then leading you know, the entrepreneur, the solopreneur to then overcomplicate things to then try to do all the things that they think they need to do. Right. Even though they don't, but they don't know that. And so that's just in these into the cycle of burnout. And in terms of the second question of, okay, how can you prevent that? It is that first part I talked about in terms of when you talk about taking care of yourself, it's what's the non-negotiables, right? So ensuring that you are saying yes to you, right? Saying that you are, you need to be selfish. The first the key principle, another key principle I have, not only keep it simple, keep moving, but you need to be selfish. Like, and the, the way keep it simple, keep moving comes into that is if literally someone says, hey, oh my gosh, like I have this, like, you know, I'm doing this event tomorrow night, you know, but that's the same time that you were going to do your marketing plan. Guess what you're going to have to say? Nope. <laughs> like, can't make it, can't make it to the event. 
right? And that's it. And they might be like, oh, but like, I'm your best friend, like, OMG, right? No, (laughs) you know, and it's, and hey, maybe you do decide to go out with that friend to that event, but just know that that's the choice that you decided to make and just know that now you got to figure out another time to work on your marketing. That's it, right? And it's just that simple. And so be selfish, right? And just understand that at the end of the, and the thing is that people might hear that and be like, oh my God, but selfish, I sound so bad. I need to be selfless. Like, what do you mean? At the end of the day, the reason why you're and why I focus on people with a purpose-driven business, chances are you're doing a purpose-driven business because you are looking to build that community center in your community. You're looking to, you know, create generational wealth for your kids. You're looking to retire your spouse. You're looking to retire yourself, looking to buy a house for your parents, maybe. Right. But essentially, there's probably a reason behind that purpose, like that the reason why you're making this business happen. Right. And chances are that reason is not a selfish reason. Right. And so if you don't say yes to that reason, if you don't say yes to that purpose, if you don't say yes to that legacy, then guess what? None of the other stuff you're trying to do is going to happen. So you decide. Right. And it's your choice at the end of the day. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Vanessa, it's been wonderful. Any last words of wisdom or anything you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up? Great question. Last words of wisdom, you know, I would like to, it's just show up. That's what I'd say. Show up and, you know, well, the summary of this is don't quit your your day job if you have the option, right? (laughs) Get that consistency, but essentially also just, just show up for your business, right? Show up for your purpose, show up for what it is that you know that you are meant to do and the rest will fall into place, right? But don't give up. If you were like, oh my gosh, I just don't know what's been happening. I'm just spinning around in circles. Like I'm doing all this stuff, but nothing's working and OMG, don't give up, right? And by all means, feel free to join our community, vzami.com. But whatever you do, right, there's help out there for you and there's support available for you to keep moving forward in your business, right? Because there is, this is definitely something that you are meant to do, right? If it's an eight, nine, a 10, then you need to keep moving forward, right? And so let's have you continue moving forward. There you go. I love it. Now, Vanessa, very last question. It's just a personal question just to get to know you just a little bit better. So you're on an island for the rest of your life. You can only bring one book, one movie, and one album. What would they be? One book, one movie, one album. Okay. One book I'd bring would be, oh, this is a tough one. I'm thinking between either Secrets of a Millionaire Mind or The Wealthy Code. Uh, let's see, let's see. Okay. Okay. But in terms of movie, the Harry Potter series, did that, did that count as one movie? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one book, one movie. And then what was the last one? Uh, one album. One album. Um, oh, uh, it would have to be. Ooh, is it Beyonce four or is it Lemonade? I'm gonna say Lemonade. Lemonade by Beyonce. Yeah. Nice, Vanessa. It's been wonderful. I love what you do out there. How can people get in touch with you, connect with you, and uh, utilize your services? Yeah. Well, my main marketing platform is through Facebook. So the best way to reach me is to, I'm always on Facebook, essentially. Someone was just commenting on that like a couple of weeks ago, but I'm always on Facebook. And essentially it's to reach me, you can join our community, Skyrocket Your Side Business with Vanessa Zami. So if you head on over to V, then my last name, Zami.com, V, Z, Z, Zebra, A, Animal, M, Money, Y. That's what I tell when I, when I call in to places, uh, .com, <laughs> then... <laughs> vzami.com you type that in and you'll see access information to our community and just sign up and looking forward to seeing you in there vanessa it's been wonderful have a great rest of the day let's stay connected and keep up the good work awesome it's a pleasure connecting with you brian yeah same here 
Thank you for spending time with us today. We encourage you to join the many businesses that we have helped to achieve their objectives, align their departments, and increase their revenue. You can start by reaching out to us at results at onebrokencog.com. Together, we will make small adjustments that will lead to major impacts to your business, your culture, and your bottom line.